90% of your work is the actual development time, right? But the other 90% is the... The other 90%? Yes. 90%, yeah, you see what okay. I did there? Yeah, I see what you did there. Okay. And welcome back to the Refactor Podcast, the show where we try and help ourselves and you suck just a little bit less each and every day. Recording live from the basement of the Ivory Tower, my name is Frank Cole. And as ever, from the brink of sanity, my name is Chris Tonkinson. And this is episode 118, recorded on Dis- uh, December, October, a little ahead of myself, October 13th, Friday the 13th, 2023. What timeline are you on? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wishful I, thinking for the year to end, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it would be a good one to end early. I'll tell you that much right now. Uh, no, no, no complaints from me on that. I am in, I am in like, I'm in my own, I've carved out for myself. I have, I have, it's small batch. I have carefully crafted my own personal hell. I am, st- I have <laughs> oh, that three, delightful. now I'm up to three different computers on my desk. Only one of which is mine. Uh, and can I just complain about Plex for a little bit? Sure. Have you? Yeah. Because I know you're a, you're a Plexer as well. I have, I, have I you have been used, having issues I don't with have Plex one recently? I, have not, I, oh, I don't okay. have one currently. I, I have done the Plex. And when I have done the Plexes, I have found that they are fickle at times, making sure that it stays up and stays stays running. Um, really? You've had stability concerns uh, I, I mean... <sighs> Getting, getting the stuff. No, that I won't say that it's, it's not Plex directly. It's the, you know, making sure that the rest of my network sees and accesses it appropriately. Mm -hmm. Like the best setup I ever had for Plex was when I had, I actually built a media theater PC. Remember that was the the hotness for a while. Mm -hmm. It was just, you built the box and you just plugged it right yeah. next to your cable box and it was just a source on the device that was super stable because i was just like i right into the into the yep. plex machine you you do that degree of separation you host it in aws or somewhere else on your network and you're now streaming it okay any of your you know if you have any network disruption or you know if the box loses a connection i know roku's got an app and the app i had was like like it kind of worked sometimes but this was I got to admit, this was several years ago. Um, okay. I, I've, I haven't played with it lately just because I went, you know what? I could keep dumping my time and money <clears throat> or I could just buy some subscriptions to streaming services and not think about it. And that's kind of been my approach lately. I think I'm swinging back in the other direction now, but, you know, we'll see. So anyway, that's my that's my. OK, oh, yeah, I'm surprised Plex experience. No, I'm I'm surprised though. So I've been using Plex. Uh, that's I mean that's been our media center since 2012. I think mm-hmm. maybe even a little earlier. Um, okay. And I've never had so me personally, I've never had issues with stability or like network access on the LAN or anything. How do you have it um, set up? Like, talk a little bit about the back end. Is it running on a yeah. Docker container? What What do you? I have about? yeah. I have some uh, I have some hot metal and spinning rust in the basement, and I have Plex running in a container there. Um, okay. It's just running in Docker, at, and I think I'm using the Linux server I/O image for it. Um, I'm pretty sure I am, um, and it seems to work. And then at some point they released uh, like their own um, 
like nat eluding cloud bridge thing. Mm-hmm. So where if you, as long as you have like the port opened up on your on your edge, um, even if you're not home, you can still stream. You know, they they use an intermediary, but you can still stream from your library. Um, that piece of it has been really stable for me, like pretty consistently. I've not had many Good. issues there. What I'm running into now, and this is what this is why it infuriates me so much. There, there's really two things that have been happening. There's a slow creep now, which is predictable. We knew this was going to happen sometime. Uh, I'm not mad about it, but like it's inevitable. The slow creep of adware and spy. What I would, I just going to go ahead and call spyware into the Plex system itself. Mm. So by default, when it used it, when I wore an onion on my belt, it was the case that you set up Plex and you logged in and there was nothing. And then you pointed it at your media folder of right. the library that you'd rip from CDs or whatever. And then it would slowly find things and make them of it. Now, if you install Plex, you see a whole bunch of content that's not yours. It gets aggregated from unknown sources. They're trying to push you into other subscriptions with partnerships. There's monitoring going on. There's some evidence to suggest that they're actually looking at what's in your library and what you have. And like, it's starting to get a little intrusive hmm. uh, on the Plex. Again, that's a that's a business. They got to make money. Content being what it is, like this is inevitable. Um that's been grossing me out. I've been like mentally preparing to make a shift. I've been looking at Jellyfin for a while. Um, not anywhere near as smooth of an experience, but essentially gets the job done. What has happened most recently, and this is within the past six to 12 months, the whole, the only reason that I have Plex is that I have media on a disc and I have a device that I want to watch it on. And right. Plex is able to take the media from the disc and play it to that device, even if they're not compatible. So if I have an MOV file that I want to show on an iPhone, I don't know which protocols are compatible with which devices, but the point is it will automatically transcode the content, the source material, depending on the device and the network bandwidth between the two. That has been the one that that is what Plex, in my mind, as a user, that's what I've always seen the value in Plex of doing. The one thing, your one job, you got to one make job sure to do. That media can play on that screen. That's that's it. Lately, I've been having more and more issues where we go to play something like on the big TV on the phone. It doesn't happen as much, but on the on the TV, and we have like a like an app, like a Roku Apple TV app. You know, it won't play until you go in. And whatever default you've chosen, by the way, is wrong. It's like USB. Right? There's this USB superposition, right? You got to yeah, try it yeah, once, you, you got to flip it upside way. down, yeah, and yeah, then you yeah. got to try it the third time it works, right? Right. Whether you have it set by default to stream directly or convert automatically, in a third, maybe 40% of cases, it doesn't do it. You've got to mm-hmm. go into the little playback settings menu and then click the other one, whichever wrong one you stupid, whatever stupid wrong choice you chose first, you got to flip it to the other one and then it streams your show, movie, whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know why this is happening, right? Some of these things, like these, some of these files are 20 years old. Like it's not like, I, I, why all of a sudden is this an issue for it? Why all of a sudden is it having trouble just doing the one job? Um, and it's caused us to have the same conversation. I think we still will always have a local library. I don't like. I don't see. I don't see myself rim raffing the entire uh, media drive. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I think we'll go through and we'll probably pull some stuff out. I'm, I'm really, I'm on the brink of like an entire, there's a reason I wanted to talk about it. I'm on the brink of an entire, like a home network re-architecture. The server's getting older. The, the Plex is starting to piss me off. Um, there's a couple of other legacy things that I've got that just like, okay, I can rework those. Mm-hmm. And so I'm really at a point where like, I've got like actual, like I'm, I don't know. And this is my question, like for your home network, do you have diagrams? Like, did you document your home network at all? Because like, I'm thinking about this and I'm like, all right, I, now I have, I have use cases. I have person because before a million years ago, I was like, Hey, this is cool. I'm going to tinker with it. Oh, it seems to work. Great. I'll use it. Cause it was just me. Right. But now like the kids are getting older. They're going to start to have things. They're going to start to need things. We've got, now we're setting up a, like a family computer. Uh, I don't know if people will st- still do that, but we're going to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, We've got some of the streaming services. There's multiple Wi-Fi APs and like IoT things are starting to creep their way in. Mm-hmm. I need them sequestered off on, you know, so they can take a dump on their own part of the network. Right. Um, and so like it's come to me that like, yeah, I actually have personas and use cases and I need multiple different networks. And I don't know if I have the tolerance anymore in the moment to try to change something and find out that it breaks. So I actually need a dev network. Like I'm getting awfully close to like the stuff that I do nine to five. I'm wondering if anybody else is insane enough to actually like go through and document and design and do this for their home. I mean, yes, I've, I've seen, I haven't. So you asked me, what do I do? Um, I try and keep things similar to my, to my Plex approach. I, I made, made an overt decision. I had originally thought I'm going to build out a giant, it, you know, internal infrastructure. And I haven't done that. And I have an empty full size server enclosure in my basement waiting for me to do that. Cause I think I mm-hmm. still will. Cause even if I want to do just streaming services, there are things that I won't do over the broader internet, namely mm. security stuff. I, right. I still want to do my camera system and there is no way on God's green earth that I am letting Amazon or Google into my house with Uh cameras. It's just not going to happen. So I've kept things really lightweight. And so I don't have a, a uh, chart because I don't need one. I I've been using pretty much services for, for everything. My data backups are all Dropbox and office 365 OneDrive type of stuff. Um, I've got a backup service on my wife's laptop so that, you know, I mean, her, so you're just like, like you're just like flat land and cloud flat, services. Flat like. and cloud is is what I have done. Yeah. And then for the network itself, same same kind of thinking. I went wireless mesh and just put a bunch mm. of access points around the house. So it's a single network. Um, Are you happy with that? Like throughput wise? Oh, I love the I love the mesh. Yeah? The mesh is great. Yeah, that's totally. Are you running like ubiquity gear or somebody else? I'm running. Um, uh, uh, oh, um, crap. What's the name of it? Is it, I think it's the Netgear one. Um, mm. what is it called? Um, it's, I would look at it. It's not in my, in my office here, it's actually outside and I can't remember what it's called. It's been <laughs> ages since I set it up. Um, Orby, Orby. That's what it's called. Orby. Orby. Netgear Orby. Okay. Um, and yeah, it works great. You, you have a base station and then you spread some satellites around. Um, 
The satellites are pretty cool because they'll they actually have wired ports on them. So if you have something, oh, so if you have you a can wired actually network, hardwire can... something into it, and then it would just piggyback on your wireless network. So if you want to put something somewhere mm-hmm. that doesn't have a plug but it needs a plug, right? Um, you can do that. I haven't needed to worry about that. Everything, you know, the Roku boxes are wireless. You know, it's generally hasn't been mm-hmm. an issue. Um, so that's what I've done. Um, but I have, and so I have not built a uh, a network topology, but I've got two kids that are big Minecraft fans that want mm. to play Minecraft. And so, you know, thinking long term, you know, they, they have a, they have computers through school. They've got Chromebooks that are fine for what they, for, for, you know, what they're doing um, and might be sufficient, but I'm also thinking about, you know, okay, family computer or something like that so that they can do the, 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 Chromebooks from school are really locked down. They can't do anything on them. And, you know, my yeah. my threshold for them is somewhere between, you know, more than the school, less than wide open internet. It's kind mm-hmm. of how I think about it. Yeah. You know, they like watching Minecraft videos and the school blocks them. It's like, this is innocent crap. Let them watch it. It's fine. It's no different than the stupid Saturday morning cartoons we watched, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um. So I am thinking about that kind of stuff. And I always, I, I, when I, when I get the, the, when, when I get this idea in my head and I start thinking about it and then I start thinking about all the things I'll need to do. And, you know, then they think about the network charts and then it's like, oh, I'm tired already. Yeah. <laughs> and I just never get started. It's just pretty and much then it's, what happens. It's- Three years later and you're asking your buddy, like, I don't know, have you done this? I don't feel like it. <laughs> yeah, like I could. But I have, there are people I've worked with, engineers who have done, I, I have guys from my, from my old teams that built whole Kubernetes labs in their, mm-hmm. in their houses just to do offline yeah. poking and testing and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, they'll do things with Raspberry Pis and um, yeah, the, and huge, huge net, like, bigger than what you would ever have for even your average office in terms of complexity. Yeah. Um, and and a lot of guys, a lot of the, like the network at net admin or sysadmin guys, a lot of those guys have, you know, and it's, and it's relatively, if you're looking for something specific, you can find stuff relatively cheap on eBay and stuff. Uh, like used equipment that's just functionally like let you practice, let you get comfortable with it. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's, you know, you write it up as professional development really. Um, Yeah. Some of them I have, like I've, I've had a couple of guys actually put in, um, uh, put in requests to get reimbursed for some of the equipment. And in some cases yeah. I've, I actually have gotten it approved for them. Um, so they've been able to get equipment in their house that they, they get to keep, honestly, that the company paid for that yeah. they were using for, for work purposes, work mm-hmm. air quote purposes. Yeah. Some of it was work and some of it was definitely for their own fun and, yeah. and enjoyment. And then we have other nerd friends over the house. They go downstairs, look upon my racks, you know, and they've got, they have to get the the pants with the, they have to get the pants with the reinforced seat to hold those huge cojones (laughs) of having so much bare metal horsepower in their own home. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. I, I, um, so I I started the effort. I, I've got the home for it. Like I said, I've got the rack mount system. I have, um, 
I have J hooks mounted in the ceiling to run the cables back and forth to a patch panel that I have right near where the internet actually comes in and Mm -hmm. uh, the house is already pre-wired. So I've got ethernet that goes throughout the house. So I have, Mm -hmm. I have the framework. I've got the guts. I, I, I'm sorry. I have the framework. I don't have the guts. I don't have any, any systems running. And I I want to, I want to do it, but at the same time, I don't want to do it. <laughs> I don't want to deal no, with it. No, for for eight years now, I've had basically the same setup at home, and it's been a workhorse. I have a, a you know, like I've got uh, I've got my own modem, and mm-hmm. that feeds into uh, a dedicated uh, like mini ATX uh, box as a firewall, mm-hmm. um, a net broader network edge device. Uh, then I've got. Um, then I've got a, a machine with, I don't know, six or eight or however many drives, huge drives in it, uh, running ZFS. And then I've got basically a compute node next to that uh, mm-hmm. with a bunch of RAM and GPU. And then, yeah, that's everything everything's based off of. And I have part of the house wired. Um, I've got two APs. I think I might go to mesh as well. I've got two APs uh, that are PoE that I have wired in. So I've got some of the wiring done. I just... I, I just... I just don't want to do it. Uh, you know, yeah, uh, you did POE power over Ethernet, and you said oh, yeah, APs yeah. access points. So yeah. you went with the you have the you have the things that just like plug into the wall, and that's no, no. I'm running POE to uh, up in the plenum, like through the ceiling, and okay. then I have ceiling mounted APs in strategic oh. spots. Okay, yeah. um, and it works okay. Uh, but like, I'm thinking, okay, I might want to introduce a camera or two. I'm not sending that to the cloud. No, uh, I want better. Uh, as we think about doing some um, some work out back, I'd like better because we have a brick house and the signal does. So I'd like an a outside. It'd also be nice if I had a speaker out that well. But if we have speakers, like you start to uh-huh. get on this whole. That's uh-huh. why, like, okay, I need to sit down and actually figure it. Like I can because I think the way I think about it, like I'll come up and say, okay, like, like full tilt. Here's what I would do, and here's how it would be set up. Right. Okay. Now, right now. What am I actually going to build? What do I actually need to replace? Right. But doing it with the broader design in mind so that as time goes on and I have the time and money or more likely I have the ADHD, you know, shiny object squirrel moment to go do something new, it can at least be like filling in puzzle, you know, pieces of a cohesive puzzle so I don't wind up with like a rat's nest on my hand, something that I can't support. That's where I start to think about like, all right, well, I just should have a test net because then... I can build it alongside what I have, right? And then the cutover is less painful. I can test things out. And then it's just down a rabbit hole. I thought about doing, um, instead of all these different like full like com- like servers downstairs, I thought about uh, just doing a pie cluster, which is buy 10 or 15 pies uh, and, and yep. cluster those. And then, I don't know. But even I, that gets, part of I, me. It, 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 the more pieces you add, the more complexity, it just, it, it increases the likelihood of something breaking it takes, you know, takes time to put it all that crap together. It's just, it's all work. Um, there's a, there's a small part of me that like, there's, there's a legitimate piece of me that says, okay, rip it all out, get the Wi-Fi enabled router from Comcast, run one ethernet cable from there to my office for my PC and I'm done. <laughs> and there's nothing else here. It's just Wi-Fi. <laughs> And that's it. I'm. I am probably. I am not too far from that setup, and it is quite nice. Uh, I will say, 
you have more self-respect than that to get the piece of garbage that Comcast. I know. I just you. can't like, do you, it. I just you can't, I do, can't that. do it. Like, don't do that. <laughs> you got to can't do I it. Mean, be a real technician, own your own router. I mean, and your own modem. I mean, come on, <laughs> you know, like a, like a real American. Don't, like a, like don't a red-blooded, God-fearing American citizen. That, that stupid rental fee that they give you, they buy, oh, you're buying that yeah. router six times over, over the course. It's so dumb. And they never mm-hmm. replace the damn thing. No buy, no, buy your own modem and buy your own wireless and handle that yourself and get Comcast the heck out of the way. Make them a dumb pipe. Um, I and saw- when they do upgrade it, it's, it's one with more spying. I mean, features <laughs> that you don't need. <laughs> that costs more, by the way. Now the rental fee is seventeen dollars a month. It's <laughs> such a scare. Oh my gosh, I hate them so much. Gosh, I hate Comcast. Like I loathe those people. The um, I got an email. Uh, I oh, wait a minute. I should probably drop one of these in. I got an email from the Starlink service that they are. They're they're, they're now going wide on service. You can. Pretty much anywhere in the U.S., you can buy uh, buy a package and, and set yourself up. And I am seriously considering trying it because it doesn't. If I'm wrong, if it sucks, I'm out. I think it's like six hundred bucks, which is not nothing, but it's also mm-hmm. not a car payment or something, right? Right? Or a car? It's like a car payment as opposed to a car. Um, yeah. a very, very expensive car. That would be a huge ass car. Payment. Yeah. What are you driving? Yeah. That's, I'm not, I'm not driving that car payment. Not yet. Not yet. God willing one day the, um, but I, I kind of want to try it. If the connection's really good, then I can just dump Comcast. There's just something, I don't know, cathartic and freeing about the notion of not paying those shysters any more of my money and you know i just called i just called chantel again yesterday in fact because they came through chantel's a local um isp i think they're based out of maryland or virginia um fiber network that, that i think they the, the the name brand is like glow fiber or some bull spit like that um well they came around with flyers in april and said hey yeah we're gonna have fiber in your neighborhood and i said Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, a fiber. B not Comcast. Not Comcast. I'm sold. Yeah. I don't care. Uh, you want what? What is the cost of this? A kid? Take him. I don't. <laughs> I have several. I don't. You know, like it's fine. Just to get away from Comcast. Um, and so they came in in April, and then they said, "Hey, we're going to be doing construction. Uh, put your name on the list, and uh, we'll give you a call. You know, we should have service available two, three months, right? Uh, and uh, great. I'm looking forward to this. I called them back yesterday, just yesterday, and they said, "Oh no, we." Uh, I show that um, I show that service in your area is yet to come. Right, so six months mm-hmm. later, we're still waiting. I don't know why. Um, I was very disappointed. I was looking forward to just kicking them to the curb. Uh, so I that you just made me. I um, I hadn't heard about anything in town here, and I hadn't looked in mm-hmm. a while. But you just mentioned that. I just did a quick Google search on myself. Apparently, Glow Fiber is coming to my neighborhood too at some yeah. point. In they just meet reached a. They reached an agreement with Ferguson Township and in State College, it's where I live. Like the two, the two most, the two local areas agreed to uh, let these guys build, and apparently mm-hmm. they're going to be starting to build in 2024. So maybe I'll have better luck than you. I I never Year thought two, I, you can get out of them. Yeah. Maybe, oh my gosh, that would be great. 
I hate Comcast. I hate Comcast so much. <laughs> Comcast. They're the worst company in the history of companies. Well, like I, I mean, they're bad. Are they the worst? Enron? Yes, uh, they are. <laughs> Everything I, I, about them sucks. I don't know about that. I, I still think the winner in this category is EA, is Electronic Arts. Be, um, we were having a conversation on a uh, on one of my uh, Slack groups that I share with a whole bunch of former coworkers. I guess I should pass another drink about uh, the the gaming uh, industry, and mm-hmm. I um, I you know took the opportunity to tell the you know the story like how I I mean I grew up gaming I wanted to I originally thought I wanted to do that uh that's part of the reason why I got into software engineering and and IT and but there really weren't any gaming programs and I was on the you know I was on the east coast there's nothing over here all of that was happening mostly over in in Washington and and California and I didn't want to do a big move like that I found one program that I could have done before I started school and then I all started popping up like weeds after in the in the years after right after I graduated. And for years I regretted it. I was like, ah oh, man, I should have probably just gone, you know, gone cross country and just done it. I should have, you know, you know, I could have been, you know, living my dream and you know, building video games and things like that. That didn't last for very long because I stayed engaged with the the gaming industry. And I I realized that, I mean. I am far from the only person to have that same thought and all of these companies know that. And so they treat their company, they absolutely grind their employees into yeah. the floor. It's because the worst it, industry. It, because, because you're working, you get to play video games all day. I'll do whatever, mm. you, you'll take whatever yeah. I give you because you get to play video games all day. And it's absolutely abusive and toxic. It really is. <laughs> and and Electronic Arts is peak scumbag behavior the stories that have come out from them over the years of of the uh what they call the uh the grind the the pre-launch yeah, the crunch the yeah. crunch thank no, you I, not the grind the crunch no i i know about the the industry in general i i i would love to work for them but i know that i never could stomach it i don't i didn't know that ea is is particularly like worst among equals uh oh, in that yeah. regard yeah and they're always voted uh whatever whatever snarky um uh, there's a there's a vote that happens every year, you know, uh, worst company in America, and they win. I think every year. Um, I have to I have to find it. They, they seem they, they they seem to come out on top. Um, consumerists, that's it. Consumerists mm-hmm. is the one that, the worst company in America. They 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 do they do this every year and. EA wins like multiple years in a row. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know who has won recently. I'll have to. I, I'd have to look it up. Consumerists. This is the kind of on the fly prep that you get. Yeah. From uh, let's see, are they still doing it? Was a nonprofit. Uh, looks like they're out. They're dissolved. Did you did you get into computers because of games? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I, I would was, love I would love an objective poll of the industry and see what that what that uh, percentage looks like. I imagine it's probably a fair amount. But see, the thing is, that's like half true because yeah, I like video games, but I found 
very early on that I had a natural affinity for the computers themselves. I I was mm-hmm. without the even without the gaming in general. I I loved tinkering on it. My parents got a Windows three one box. That was the the earliest. Um, it was the earliest one we had in the house, and just poking around on it, changing icons and doing all kinds of just you know random stuff. It was. Mm-hmm. It was fun. That's I, I I got into it that way. And then when things would break, I'd sort of figure out how to unbreak them. And yeah. Um, so it's kind of, I, I will say it was a, it was, it's a very similar story to the one that my wife has being a veterinarian. You know, she, you, you, yes, you obviously love animals, but you have to love the science. She tells, she tells her, her students now she works over at Penn state. Um, she tells would-be vets this all the time. You have to love the science first. You can't just love kittens and puppies. If you love kittens and puppies, you can go be a vet tech. To be a veterinarian, you have to love the medicine. You have to love the science yeah. angle of it. And yes, of course, you love animals. This is sort of, that's like a baseline table stakes thing. That's not enough. Yeah. That's not enough to even get you in the door. Um, yeah. If she loves animals so much, will she take my dog? She knows how to get it. <laughs> that was such a pregnant sigh. <laughs> There's so, uh, so the answer is no. <laughs> I mean, cause I won't let her cause we already have a veritable zoo in this house. Uh, she does know how to, um, she does know how to make the animals go night, night. We could, we could do that. Yeah. And he could just, you know, he could take a little nap. Yeah. Well, permanent. I do nap. too. It just wouldn't be that graceful. No, no, you could do <laughs> my, do my, yeah, you could do the much, much more brusque tone that my father always said. I'm going to give that damn dog a hot lead injection. <laughs> I ascribe to the happy Gilmore. Uh, it's like on a nightly basis. Like you will go to sleep or I will put you to sleep. <laughs> Classic Ben Stiller. My fingers hurt. Oh, well, oh, now your back's going to hurt because you just pull landscaping duty. Hmm. Anybody else's fingers hurt? I didn't think so. Where the hell were we? Uh, Plex, I, I home network, know. right? So Plex we, and fiber and Chantel. so. Are you specking? You you asked me about graphing it out, or are have you graphed it out? Are you going to? Are you like what? It, and what does it look like? Are are we talking like a whiteboard here? Or are you you doing like full blown blueprint diagramming with no not not, IP assignments not like, and all that sort of network topology crap. No, so I think, I, honestly, what I haven't, I have in my head a picture. Like I have a diagram in, in my head. I don't have anything on paper. Um, I have in my head kind of, okay, this is what I think it looks like. What I actually need to do though is in the first case, I need to sit down and I need to come up with the stories. I need to come up. I, I mm. have personas. I have five, exactly five. Well, actually, no. I have six personas, right? Because sometimes we have guests um, mm, and I need okay. to come in and say, okay, what do you care about? What do you need? What's nice to have? And I need to look at that because I'll get distracted by shiny objects before you know it. I'm going to have like three switches down in the basement. I'm going to be, ru- the yes. basement's going to be running at 95 degrees. Like before I, I will get so, and then it's going to be so engineered. I'm going to have all these weird problems to solve. I'm going to become some weird guru of whatever unique combination of bull crap that I put down there. And then I'm going to get burnt out before it's finished. And most things are going to kind of work. And then I'm going to get swept up into some other project. Right. Somewhere else that's on exactly the grounds, why right? I that's didn't exactly do what's going to happen. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. why I didn't um, do it. I didn't want it to be half finished. 
and only half work half the time. That would drive yeah. my wife up the wall. Right. And me too. Like, cause you too. Cause it, it's like, ah, this is a wonder. Can never take your breath. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if I, the way I figure, if I can prove to myself that I've got the discipline to sit down, go through those six personas, define the needs versus the wants, come up with a unified list of requirements for what it's actually going to do. Mm-hmm. then I can find the set of equipment that matches that. And if I've got the discipline to go through that, at this point, now I get to go, I get to buy some fun toys and I get to play with wires mm-hmm. right, and actually make the thing work. That's right. my that's my game plan. But again, that initial design is going to be inclusive. Uh, cameras that I don't have, speakers that I don't have, like other things that I want to do that I don't have right now, it's going to require research because like never done a home audio system before. So I know there are like IP systems I could use, right? Do I wire? Do I wire? Like the house is big enough that I don't, I'm tired of, I'm tired of repainting. I'm tired of drywall. I'm just, I think I just, everything has to be wireless for me to care at this point. Like my (laughs) office, I have four port drop in my office right behind my desk. I have PoE to two access points. That those are the last wires I'm running. Unless it's in the basement where like it's open ceiling where I can mm. actually do things. I just know myself. I'm not well, I, don't, also, I don't feel I like mean, it anymore. Depend if if you have enough definition and clarity around what you're trying to get done, I could certainly see hiring an electrician to run the wires for you yeah. and save yourself the not only will it save you the time and hassle, he'll do a better job than you ever would anyway. I mean, <laughs> yeah, certainly a lot faster and a lot right? faster. I mean, you're paying for, you yeah. pay for it, but you know, you don't have to think about it and you know, it's done right. And you know, that's, that's where I'm at. I've got a, um, we're, we're looking at, um, you mentioned the backyard. I want to do lights, uh, some, some stronger spotlights out in the backyard. Yeah. Well, that would require me to do some crazy runs up into this, into uh, a, a, you know, the dead spaces of my, of my ceiling. Cause we have, mm-hmm. we have this, we have these whole, that we have these whole air open air sections of the ceiling you know, between where the ceiling ends inside the house and where the, the roof begins. It's not like I'm just going to go from you know, right there to there. I, you know, it's, it's a huge convoluted pain in the butt that I just don't want to deal with. <laughs> I'm just yeah. like, no, I'm t- Find somebody who knows what they're doing to to do this. I'm not even going to try and uh, attempt this. And the same thing with the, with the cameras, you know, getting the cameras outside and doing the POE for them and getting it into the house and doing that properly, making sure that it actually enters and exits the house without, you know, leaking a ton of, you know, mm-hmm. the hot or cold air of the house and making sure that it's done securely and yeah, screw it. I'll I'll figure out where I'm going to put the stuff, and then I'll hire an electrician. I'll I'll even provide all the material and just say, "You put it there." Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. do this. Yeah, I think that's I I think there's there's that's worthwhile for sure. Um, so okay, no, no, no. So you, that'll be that'll be the saga. I'm sure I'll I'm sure I'll have updates in three years when something critical falls over on its face and I'm forced to finally do something. Uh, I'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> Are you still doing all your own storage locally? Like, I am. Like you're not even doing backups and things like that on on S3 buckets or anything. It's it's all just sitting in your sitting in your well, basement. I have, I have I have encrypted backups elsewhere. Elsewhere. Okay. Um, but all the primary storage. Yeah, I have, I have a um 
like I have a local uh, uh, domain with users and those are integrated into, uh, you know, cause like I'm running, um, what's it called? Uh, next cloud and stuff. All that's local. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's part of what I'm thinking about too. So we, uh, we have lots of fruit devices here. And so they have the time machine, like the native backup yeah. program. Mm-hmm. Um, so part of it, part of it is going to be, Hey, I want to be able to turn time machine on, on the wife's laptop, uh, but have that go to a network drive. Okay. Well, that means I need AFP enabled. That means like, there's like, that's why I'm saying like, I, I have to design this up front or it's just going to be a cluster by the end of it. And I'm going to miss things that I wanted. Otherwise I might as well just rip everything out and have a Comcast router modem access point hybrid thing that I pay $97 a month for and hate for the rest of my life. Um, <laughs> which I don't really want to be the case. Um, like the real thing is going to come down to like exactly how much compute and storage do I need? Cause a yeah. lot, of, a lot of it's driven by that. I know I'm going to need some better networking gear. Cause I have like a, uh, I have a simple switches here. I'm using POE adapters, like the injector adapters. I don't even have a POE switch. Mm-hmm. I'm going to need a managed switch because I know that I need multiple networks that are segmented. And so I know on the network side, I've got some design to do. It's going to require me to, to buy some better equipment, but the rest of it, like, do I even want to deal with a home server anymore? Right. <laughs> and that's where like Plex, like from a storage standpoint, Plex is most of it, right? Probably 20 out of the 25 terabytes of data that I've got is Plex. So if I get rid of that and just say, look, if it's not on Netflix, then you don't have it. That simplifies things dramatically. It really and does. If I look at, really I look does. instead of buying, instead of buying like a big kind of server to do everything, I thought about a pie cluster. I could, I could deploy eight pies a lot more cheaply than I could replace this server. And all of the services that I provide to the network through Docker would run on a single pie with the exception of Plex, right? Can a pie actually drive Plex transcoding to a 4K TV? Like between a, a compute and a memory standpoint, is that going to meet the need? Do I even have that need? And so that's the thing. It's like, it's this process. And that's why I haven't done anything yet. I've been thinking about this for a couple of months. The reason I haven't done anything is because like, man, that sounds like work. <laughs> like that sounds a heck of a lot like actual work that I like normally get paid to deal with. So like, yeah, cause that's what it is. Right. And I think about, we've had a couple of projects go at, at work. We've had a couple of projects in the last year and a couple have gone well, and a couple have gone poorly. And when I look at the ones that have gone poorly, it's because of the front 90% Planning. of the work. Yeah. Right. 90% of your work is the actual development time. Right. But the other 90% is the requirements gathering, the analysis, the planning, the architecture, and the design. And I can <laughs> draw, draw a direct line. Yes. Yeah, you see what okay. I did there? Yeah, I see what you did there. I can okay. draw a direct line between which projects failed. And, you know, I'm not being harsh when I say failed. Like, didn't meet all of our wildest didn't meet expectations, expectations, whatever it is. Sure. I can draw a direct line from failed projects to, hey, there was a gap and it wasn't the execution. Got tons of smart people doing tons of great work, acting in good faith, doing the best that they can. But when we have failed to effectively analyze the requirements, architect the solution comprehensively, come up with real designs, work through the issues, and then at the end, validate that what we came up with serves the initial needs we had identified with those personas and use cases, that's where the failures come from. Like nine times out of 10, that is where the failures happen. That is why my home network is a mess. That's why my home server, <laughs> three nights a week or something, I don't know how often it happens, 
but there's a couple of nights a week the server just reboots around 9, 10 p.m., maybe a few times in a row. Is that a, is that a hardware problem? Is that a software problem? I don't know because I don't have monitoring set up. Well, the monitoring system is set up, but not everything's wired into it because, right. And, right. And, it and just, so it just it rabbit holes. It just yeah turtles all the way down. It's it, yeah. it you know, one thing, an alternative approach. Oh, uh, before we get too far away, you mentioned doing the, the, the home audio stuff, doing the full wire, you know, the, the, the audio system throughout the house. I, having seen that directly from my, you know, with my, my family, uh, my parents did it. Uh, we did it in a rental property. Mm -hmm. I find those systems to be wildly overrated. So I would argue tread carefully because you can get 80 to 90, I'll say more than 90% of the effect that you're looking for with a Bluetooth, a good Bluetooth speaker. Um, well, we have and right not, now, and we you have, don't even need to worry. And then you don't even need to think about that stuff because the, you know, yeah. especially the ones that are outdoor, I don't care how well outdoor rated they are. They wear out, they break down yeah. and they corrode and you have to replace them. You honestly, that's just use a Bluetooth like we speaker. Have, just use a sound we bar. Have, we have quote home audio. Now, uh, we've got like a couple of home pods in various rooms. And then I have a portable Bose speaker that's airplay compatible that if we want music outside, I just send it there and I walk outside with it. Yeah. It, it's fine. It's not as elegant as I would like, uh, but it, and it doesn't do everything that I would like, but it's what fine. Would you, what, and that's, what else would you like it to do though? I get, the, I get the elegance. There's something about, you know, I push a button and all of a sudden there's just this ambient, you know, sound playing throughout the house you know that's mm -hmm. that's okay yeah that's definitely elegant what else would it do i guess announce people at the door would it become your doorbell like what's your mr robert california <laughs> that's an office <laughs> reference for anybody that didn't see the garden party episode um <laughs> the uh, most honorable kingslayer <laughs> <laughs> from the kingdom um, of Lancaster as at the door, man. Uh, no, to be honest with you, it's not even, it's not even actually a fun. Oh, ex uh, excuse me. I am still, I was sick like three years ago and I'm still shaking off this cough. Um, no, from a functionality standpoint, it's fine because I can say, uh, I can say, Hey, lady ball play party music everywhere at 20% volume. And then it happens. That's pretty and it's cool. Pretty cool. Yeah, that's like it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Um, Lady ball? Like, is that an actual technology? No, but oh. but the home pods are like little spheres, and and oh. I don't want to say her name because then she'll actually do the thing, and then oh oh, you could like just I'm say recording. you could say Shmamexa. How about that? I don't think it would pick I could, up Shmamexa. Uh, well, mine is Shlawiri. So oh. okay, yeah. um, there you go. She didn't pick it up. She didn't. Schleary. Good job, you. Good job, Schleary. Schleary. There you go. She is so she is so brain dead. Sometimes we Nig yell at her all the time. How about time. nigiri? Like the like the, the you know the the, the sushi nigiri. Nigiri. You, you call it okay. nigiri. There you go. Or nigini. Nigini. Uh, Voldemort snake. Right. Yeah. I mean, you could. <laughs> no. If if it ever like if they allow custom wake words at some point, it's going to be something insulting. Because well, I'm just, I'm I mean, sick of her. I'm sick of her back talk. 
<laughs> I give her direct orders in clear language and she does the wrong thing. I'm sick of it. Um, no, the real problem with her uh, is that is that she's got to sit like on tabletops or end tables or she's got somewhere like that you can get good audio reception ambient. No, audio. just it's just, it's just like a device that has to sit on a flat surface. Right. I would much rather uh, I would much rather her be like just up discreetly in a corner of the room. Um, ah, yeah. Nowhere that children are going to touch things or dogs are going to chew things. You know, <laughs> that's the stuff that. Um, yeah. I, I, and then the outdoor integration, right? Because even if I even if I duct tape her to the wall in every room, then I can't put her outside, right? Because right. she'll fry in about thirty minutes. Um, so integration with that, and it's like then I get into this whole thing, and I don't, I don't. To be honest with you, I don't even want to go to the places online. I have seen these for. I don't want to go to the places online where like the home audio file people live. Oh my gosh, they're just a different breed of annoying. I don't want to deal with them because I'm not looking for like gold wired high fidel whatever i just want like the thing to work you know know? like if there were an easy way for me honestly if there were an easier way for me to tell shlawiri to pipe what i want her to do into like a normal speaker system and then i could just wire normal speakers throughout the house i don't even need to be able to audio control her from wherever i am right um i just don't want to be tied to her speaker Um, right Anyway, I don't know. These products exist, and and they probably wouldn't pay for them if they did. So it's. I mean, useless, these pro- I, and the stuff you're describing, I think, is absolutely uh, conceivable. I, I, I think yeah. it does exist, but I, I just think that a lot of that stuff, it's just, it's just a lot of it's a lot of work, and yeah. I, I think that, I mean, this this fits nicely even with with day to day engineering kind of things we have this tendency to, you know, we're engineers. We have this tendency to build. Oh, I could do this. Oh, I could do that. Oh, and if I could do that and that, then I can really do, you know, we get, we, we, we design the moon and the stars. And then when it comes time to actually build and deliver it, it becomes a slog because you have designed the moon and the stars. And that's, that's a, it's pretty big. And, and, you know, it's going to, it takes a lot of, takes a lot of effort to do that um so i i think that an alternative this is where i was going to go earlier instead of doing the personas and laying out everything you needed to do under the sun you could go the opposite direction and build small defined pieces for specific use cases now that works really well when there's no or minimal interdependency. And I think that's where like a, like a, a modern home network, right? A, a smart, cause I have smart home stuff, right? Too. Like there is interconnectedness and interdependency. And I think that's where I wind up. That's where I'd wind up getting into trouble. Well, I think bit. you could, I, I mean, I think that's a problem that you can solve as you go along. It's not that big. I mean, we do it all the time with new, you know, adding new servers to a network. Um, so I, I don't think it's, I don't think that's insurmountable. And it has the benefit of, of being a much more narrowly scoped effort, not just in terms of cost, but in terms of your time and energy and focus. Yeah. So, and that's the way that I have started thinking about it. So, you know, my, my whenever aspirations for, you know, doing stuff in the home space, I'm going to start with the cameras and Mm -hmm. it'll just, I'm going to build a box and it's going to do, CCTV 
and it'll be power over ethernet for the cameras. And I'm just going to, I'm going to have a box. It's going to manage the cameras. It's going to store the tape, digital tape. And that'll be it. Tape, wasn't it. I saw an article tapes, making a comeback. Somebody, uh, well, yeah, some marketing team thought so. Anyway, uh, there was somebody, I forgot even who it was. It was a couple of weeks ago. Physical media making a comeback. Somebody though. had, somebody had uh, a press release about, um, high density, higher speed kind of tape. Uh, hmm. I, I don't know. It's whatever. But I'm glad I'm glad you took it there, though, because that was kind of the point. Like, I know sometimes this show just sounds like Chris's therapy chair, but the, the reason I brought this up is to say that, hey, I want to redesign the network because I want to deploy some new capabilities, but like there's all this drudgery involved. And that, you, you almost, you kind of brushed up against it there even. Like, the insight there is is just the recognition that so much of what we do is yak shaving. Like the job is actually yak shaving. Like once you make the mental jump and you realize that our job is shaving yaks, it's a lot less disappointing most days. Why and you, that much more thrilling when you actually get to do the cool stuff you want to be able to do. Why don't you, for the, for the sake of the audience, def- talk about what the heck yak shaving is? Because you jumped right into that analogy and there's probably somebody listening going, what in the hell is? Why is he talking about shaving? You really think that's? Yes, I, mean, I oh, absolutely oh, do. So the, yes, the old, I heard the, yak it comes, shaving from you. I heard yak oh. shaving from you. So oh golly, and okay. I don't think well, I've heard this, it from anyone else ever. Really? Yeah, really. I know I have heard this out in. in I'm industry. sure you okay, have. Well, so, I know this is not a Chris. This is not a Tonkinson original. I'm sure of that. So but. no, no, there there are none of those except the <laughs> new brands of stupidity, perhaps, but nothing intelligent <laughs> uh, if it's under that moniker for certain. Uh, yak shaving. So there's uh, there's an old parable, and I forget how it goes, but um, that the story goes that there was this uh, this guy, and he uh, he wanted to go to the store. He was out of milk, right? He wanted to make cereal for his uh, for breakfast. He was out of milk, so he was going to go to the store. Uh, but he realized that uh, walked out to his car and he realized that there uh, was a flat tire in his car. So, okay, he goes into the garage and he gets his jack stand and he gets a spare tire and, and he realizes that he doesn't have his, uh, his air compressor, right? Oh, right. My neighbor borrowed the air compressor. So I got to get the air compressor back from the neighbor so that I can fix the tire so that I can go to the store to get the milk, eat the cereal. And then he realizes, well, but then uh, before that I had borrowed the hose from my neighbor. And so before I asked, for the air compressor back, I kind of need to give him his hose because I've had that for longer. And so, but before the hose, uh, there was something else that happened. And I actually, the important part of the story I'm forgetting, um, but there's a, you can understand the sequence of events that's yeah, going these, on here, right? It's dependency, yeah, right? In order to do this, I have to do that. In order to do that, I have to do that. And at some point, uh, there's a pillow that needs to be fixed. And the pillow, he can fix, uh, but the pillow is stuffed with yak hair. And so in order to fix the pillow, he needs yak hair. So he has to go find a yak to shave, to fix the pillow, to get the hose, to do the thing, to do the thing, to do the thing. And so that's where this this this, uh, this term. term yak shaving comes from. Uh, here I am. All I want to do is eat my damn cereal, whatever the initial thing was, and I'm off shaving a yak. Mm-hmm. There is a wonderful, there is a perfect like 90 second clip from um, uh, Malcolm in the middle that I will put in the show notes that exemplifies this just perfectly. Um, just perfectly. Uh, I'll <laughs> drop it in the show. notes. It's fantastic. Um, and my wife and I yell the. I won't ruin the punchline, but my wife and I yell it to one another all the time as a joke. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah. So that's yak shaving. So the idea is, okay, I want a new network. Why do I want? Well, 
I have a new computer to add to the network. I want to move from uh, like discrete APs to mesh because the coverage isn't good. I want to put some uh, some things outside and do with these other things. Okay, I want to, but I can't just go buy that equipment and start plugging it into random ports. Before I do that, I have to have the right wiring in place. Before I do that, I have to know where I want the wiring. Before I do that, I have to know why I want the wiring. And so, so what gets me down about this whole home network and and home server and what am I going to do project is like it's a lot of work. It feels like it feels like work because our job is yak shaving. Is yak shaving. Yes, yeah. you want to deploy the whiz bang feature to production. Yes, you want to improve the build times. Yes, you want to increase the 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 surface area of the test. But even in that case, hey, more test coverage is good. We can all probably agree. But in order to increase the test coverage, uh, you need to refactor some stuff because some stuff isn't really that decoupled. And so before and before you do that, and before you do that, and before you do that. I gained so much more like job satisfaction when I came into the realization that just everything's shaving yaks. And then when something comes along that is actually fun and shiny, it's that much more exciting because I'm not expecting to be able to do that all the time. It's like a treat mm-hmm. because the actual work is shaving. And then once it's kind of like this saying that hit me um, maybe 10 or 15 years ago was the first time I'd heard it. Somebody said, yeah, well, life is hard and then you die. And that sounds really dismal. That sounds like really depressing until you understand the value. The truth of it is really freeing. There are expect hard things like expect challenges, Mm -hmm. expect pain, expect grief. Once you do so, now you can appreciate the fun times and the beauty and the love and everything else so much more. And you're not bogged down by the fact that something isn't perfect or something hurts because you're already expecting that, right? It's about your expectations, managing your own emotional expectations. Um, and so that's, that's really like why it gets like, it's all yak shaving. That's my point here. Like most of what we do is yak shaving. If I look at like what we've done over the past week as a team, that's all yak shaving. And that's fine because that's the job. That's really when you dig into it. Like that's what engineering work is to me. So I will totally, I almost wanted to do the outro on that, but I wanted to add one thing to it because understanding that is really important. You can also, I think it's also a beneficial to try and minimize yak shaving as much as you can. And one of the ways you can do that. One of the ways you do that is with the 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 notion of agile iteration. Uh, you know, make a small change, see what the world looks like following that change. Make a new small change based on what the world looks like. Repeat and just keep doing that. You're not getting rid of yak shaving, but you're at least reducing the sum total yak shaving that you have to do at any one time. You know, maybe maybe you don't need to do. All of those things. And that's where my my suggestion to you of like pick the one thing that you want to build. And yeah, yeah, maybe it maybe it really doesn't cover everything. And maybe you do need to add hardware later, but it narrows the scope enough that it becomes much more easy easy to mentally grasp. And not only that, it becomes easier to get over the 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 emotional burden, the hurdle yeah. of, oh, I gotta do all this crap. You know, I gotta shave all these yaks just to just to eat my cereal. You, you, you less yaks, more cereal. You know, get to cereal faster. And yeah. if you tighten that loop, this is just a conversation that I have had a lot uh, with my my team internally because my my current team has a uh, is is very very fond of 
of specking out the moon, like quite literally. And Mm -hmm. I keep saying, okay, that's fine. You can think about that. Think about the moon. Let's start with this piece of a rocket. Let's just do that. Okay. Can we, can we get that piece done? And we're talking about rockets. Are you about to make this into factorio? Because we can go there. <laughs> I'm sure you can. I'm sure you can. Should I play the outro or do you actually no, have factorio? No, 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 no. Okay. Please, no. All right. I'm going to just, um, I'm going to pretend I didn't hear that. We're just going to do this because I don't. Just smooth right yeah, over we're it. Just smooth. To right, your point, to your right point though, because this is all about, this is all about me. This is not about sharing wisdom from decades of experience. This is just about me venting. Um, it really, for me, in this case, starts with a pie to run home assistant and then a managed switch with poe i like i know no matter what else happens those are things that regardless of what the architecture looks like i need those components because they are foundational so i can go i can pick them out you can do that and i can install them and start migrating and so that's that piecemeal iteration you're talking about that agile idea absolutely absolutely makes a ton of sense Uh, well uh, if if you're tired of shaving yaks, we want to hear we want to hear all of your yaks. Uh, and honestly, let's be. I think it's 2023. We can be a little more inclusive here. If you need to shave yaks or bison, camels, uh, steer, camels, right? Llamas, Don't be racist. Ghosts, llamas, right? I mean, sheep. there are tons of animals yep. that you could shave. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've shaved them, well, woodpeckers, uh, you could shave a woodpecker. I, uh, go ahead and try. I guess I, I'm not. Look, I'm not trying. I'm not trying to harsh You're not the judging. Mellow. You're not judging. I'm not. Ju- I'm not trying to harsh the mellow here. If you want to shave woodpeckers, you email us in. Uh, feedback at refactor.work uh, is where you would send uh, send an email. We'll read it on the show. Uh, email us an audio recording. We'll play that on the show. Refactor.work is our main website. There we have uh, show notes, back episodes, archives, recommendations, picks, all sorts of things. There. Uh, if you want more of my nonsense online, it's chris.tonkinson.com. More of Frank's ramblings at hot coals. That's k o e h l s dot com. And this has been episode number one hundred eighteen for October thirteenth, twenty twenty three. Thanks, Frank. Thanks, buddy.